Hello and welcome to episode 31 of When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja, and this podcast is where I share people's amazing stories of recovery from diseases such as heart disease, type 2 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, and so many more. It's actually getting... I don't know if it's ridiculous is the word. It's just amazing and awesome and I love it so much to hear these amazing stories of hope. These stories are about recovery after people adopted a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet. And if you're living with chronic disease, I highly recommend finding yourself a supportive care team, a team of people, or it might be just one good person and your family, your friends, whatever, but a good doctor, professional, naturopath, whoever it is that's your person, acupuncturist, whatever modality works for you, this is your journey. Get second, third, fourth, fifth, however many opinions that you need until you find one that resonates with you and that is going to be the best for your health because this is your journey, not mine, not any of my guests. It's your journey. So listen to yourself. This week I interviewed Laura Platt, who spent eight years living a just a difficult life, eight years living with weekly migraines with aura, which I don't know if you've ever had a migraine, but that's pretty awful. And I think a lot of people live with weekly migraines. Like often they get to the end of the week and then they have a migraine that lasts for the whole duration of the weekend and then they're back at work on Monday and they don't get any downtime for themselves, which is just terrible. So these migraines with aura, basically it's this this pain, like terrible pain, but also with visual disturbance. Um, is the is the aura part from what I've gathered from Laura's story. Yeah, so I really hope that I really feel like there are so many people who live with this condition of, of chronic kind of migraines. And as Laura, Laura had it for eight years, which is a long time, which is missing out on work, missing out on her family, missing out on time with her loved ones. So this story is super powerful for people who have debilitating migraines and migraines with aura especially. Yeah, I hope you enjoy Laura's story. Thank you for listening. Okay, hello, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I guess I just want you to get straight into it and introduce kind of yourself and start with your story. That would be wonderful. Okay, well, I always was very interested in nutrition and I thought that I was eating nutritious food, um, doing the best I can. But I fell upon a plant-based diet. I think the very first time was when I watched Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead with Joe Cross. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, about 2013. So that was my, that was my very first kind of documentary that I watched that was super interesting to me. It was exactly what I think I was looking for. And I was drawn to that lifestyle somehow inside of me. And so I watched it and I was amazed, didn't realize the power of plants, you know, and juicing and that movie, it was juicing and, you know, healing, healing your body and, and learned about how your body heals itself. If you just stay out of the way, it just does what it needs to do. So that was all kind of news to me and very interesting. So it started there, and I didn't really relate it directly to myself just yet, but I was so interested in juicing after watching that that I went out immediately, I think that afternoon, and bought a juicer 
<laughs> and as a matter of fact, the lady at the counter said, what is going on with all these juicer sales today? And I said, oh, uh, there was a documentary. It was on TV. It was on our local television station. And I said, oh, there was a, you know, there was a documentary on today called Fat Sick Nearly Dead. And I'm sure it inspired everybody that watched it. And I'm sure that's why you see all these people buying juicers today. So that was kind of, that was kind of fun and interesting to see. It wasn't just me who was affected, um, you know, so huge that day by Joe Cross and that documentary. Yeah. Wow. And so tell us a bit about your health before then. Obviously, if you were so inspired by that documentary, which is a great documentary and one I recommend anyone who's listening to go watch, what was life like before that day? Uh, well, I, my, my health, I, I suffered from migraines. My migraines um, didn't start probably till into my 30s. And I would get these um, migraines that would come with, which I found out later that it was called aura. And I would get these flashing lights, almost like I would blink and I'd see a flash. And then I'd feel pressure. And the pressure and the, and the vision loss would come on about the same time. And it was just an uncomfortable pressure feeling. It wasn't so much pain. Um, it was debilitating pressure because it would just be uncomfortable, kind of across the bridge of my nose and in this very center of my head, the back of my neck. And I would get scared because I would blink and I'd see a flash and then I would blink again. And then before you know it, the flash got smaller uh, or bigger. And my vision just kind of came to whatever I was focusing on that moment. Everything else in my peripheral vision was kind of like white crawling lights is the only way I can describe it. And if I was to turn my vi- my um, attention to something else, if I was sitting next to you and I was talking to you, then I would just see your face. That would be all that I would see. So, of course, that was scary in itself and um, uncomfortable. And then the next day I would get, pain would come with that. And then the third day I would feel extremely exhausted and tired. So that was probably the worst part of of my health. Otherwise healthy, but that was really... Um, something that would kind of take over for a few days, really. About, for sure, once a week, sometimes twice a week, that would happen. Sometimes more severe. Uh, the longest time that I would get this so-called vision loss and lights flashing pressure would be about 25 minutes. And when I, it would start to clear and I'd feel a little bit better and I could see again. So this was something that, of course, concerned me. You know, you think of all kinds of things. When there's when you're dealing with the head, yeah. I mean, I was thinking. First, yeah, I mean, you don't want to think up, the worst. brain cancer. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, right away you think, is there a tumor? Is, yeah, you know, it just it's unusual for this to just suddenly kind mm, of come on and then mm. all of a sudden be so, you know, happening so much in my life weekly. Uh, so you know, you start searching and looking for answers, and I talked to my doctor about it, and uh, they immediately ordered an MRI to do a scan to see, you know, if there's anything going on. So I thought, okay, great, I'm being proactive and, you know, we'll find out what's going on. And that's when I was diagnosed with migraines with aura. And he basically said, you just have to live with them because it's something that you have and it's very common and, you know, take pain pills and that's about it. That's all the advice that I got. And I wasn't super happy with that because I don't like taking painkillers and I was hoping that there'd be some more answers for that. So I didn't really directly relate nutrition with these migraines. I don't know somehow I didn't make that connection yet with my health 
and um, certain, you know, ailments. Um, you know, I didn't really put that together that, that what I ate could help that or make it worse. And I was under a lot of stress at the time. You know, at the time I was under a lot of stress. I mean, I'm a busy mom and I, w- I was working full time and I didn't really take time for myself and didn't think that it had much to do with it. I thought I was eating healthy. And then I started to investigate it just a little bit more um, and and continue to watch health documentaries and read health articles and kind of always went into the plant-based direction because I learned how healing it could be. So then I just started to investigate a little bit more and I did start to eat more plant-based foods. I decreased the animal products that I was eating and it was almost instant that I started to feel better, just better. My, you know, my moods increased. I felt joyful. Uh, I had also suffered anxiety for a long time and I didn't really put it together, but I was starting to feel less of that as well. And just feeling mentally clear, mental clarity probably was the first thing that I felt. So with that, I continued to eat that way because your body just tells you, yes, you're going in the right direction. This feels great. And I just kept increasing the plants and decreasing the animal products. And I just started to feel better and better. With that, I noticed that I felt happier, less anxiety. All of a sudden, I think my husband had mentioned to me, you know, you haven't mentioned it, a migraine for a while. How, how have you been feeling with your migraines? That is when it hit me that I don't know when's the last time I had a migraine. And I started to put it together. I realized that I was actually healing myself and healing my body. Wow. So how long had you had migraines before you changed your diet? I would probably say it started for the most part of probably the mid 30s is when I started to notice it. And, you know, as you get older, you expect to have certain ailments and things start to happen. But it was a little it was strange. I don't know. They just kind of started out of nowhere. And I was working um, a busy full-time job and part-time job at the time. So I was kind of eating on the go a lot more then. So maybe that somehow directly went together, you know, like food on the fly. Well, you're in your car. I was in sales at the time. And when you're in your car and you're in between appointments and visiting um, customers, you're running through drive through You're just doing that a little bit more than you would have if you weren't on the road. So I really do feel that that had a lot to do with when it's when it started. I mean, now I realize that, of course, it's plain as day. But at the time, I didn't really put that together. So it probably was mid-30s when I really, really started to feel um, the migraines come on, which also was really unusual. If I had them from a teenager, then I guess maybe that would have been my normal, which is unfortunate when people think that. They think that they have to live with something like that. Um, but I, I just, I didn't want to. I wanted to just investigate a little bit further and just feel better in general. I didn't realize that it would also then eliminate a lot of these ailments I was having, which is wonderful. And I wish more people would realize that because then they can feel good too. We don't have to be sick. So it's been like eight years of migraines you had, basically. Eight years of weekly migraines. Yep. Yep. That is a long time to have weekly migraines with aura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were very uncomfortable. Especially as a mother. You know, as a mother, mm-hmm. when you're trying to look after, like, it's bad for anyone. I'm not, <laughs> not just saying it's bad for moms, but when you're trying to look after yes. kids and your head's exploding, basically, I can, I, I can imagine that it would have been a really, really, really tough time. 
Yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough few days, sometimes longer. And then you never knew when the next one would come. And sometimes it was a few days later. Like I said, it would, sometimes it would be twice a week. I, I don't think it ever went more than twice a week. But yeah, it would, it would knock me down. And you're more irritable. You're just not feeling good. You're tired. You're, um, you're scared. You don't really know what's going on. This was something new for me kind of over the first few years, of course. And and sorry, mom has a headache or sorry, mom's tired today or just don't, you know, you're just not the best mom you can be. Or, you know, for people, like you said, it's, you know, if, for moms or if you're not a mom or if you're a dad or, or just busy at work, whatever, you, everybody has a life. You don't want anything to knock you down for that long period of time. It's just, it's debilitating and it's it's not fair. And we, but we don't, the, the good news is that we don't have to just lie down and just have these ailments there definitely is an answer and that's what's so wonderful and would like to share with everybody is that do your homework and investigate because there are definitely answers out there which is which is great news and so you're saying like very how, how long did it take for you to start to notice the difference like almost immediately almost immediately I of course I'm educating myself at the same time so you know, Fat Sick Nearly Dead was the first documentary I watched because that was the first one kind of available to me. It just showed up on my TV station. And then I started looking for more. So the more I educated myself, I was drawn to reading more books, reading more articles, and then finding again more documentaries. So I just naturally went with the more plant-based food, which is what, you know, they would recommend um, is increasing your plants and decreasing your animal products. That's real. Anybody can really do that. And just see how you feel. Okay, so that's what I tried. And it wasn't till maybe a month or two, or maybe about into a month or two, I immediately felt extra energy. Probably in the first few weeks, I felt this extra energy. And I don't know if I was just excited about what I was doing, uh, or if I was just starting to feel better. I felt this little extra strong heartbeat. I, you know, kind of like an adrenaline. I was super joyful. I was starting to get a little, you know, pink in the cheeks and just looking really good and just getting joyful and excited and the energy and mental clarity. I would have to say that within a few weeks, I felt the mental clarity kind of come in and I was just, just crisper, cleaner train of thought. And I did hear about that and I really didn't know what that meant. I was like, okay, <laughs> didn't really make sense to me. And I didn't realize how unmentally clear I was until I was feeling it. So uh, I would say a few weeks in, I felt uh, mental clarity, joyful, and just a really well a sense of well-being and excitement. I think I was excited about what I fell upon and what I was learning. And then I would have to say a month or two in, um, I again, all those things were happening. And of course, the weight loss starts slowing, like starts, the weight starts to come off, you get more energy. Uh, it, you start eating more of the foods that were making you feel good and less of the animal products, which I knew were making me sick. And it was fairly obvious at that point that that was directly correlated. And then I think it was about a few months in that I realized, wow, I haven't even had a migraine. Or I think my husband had mentioned it to me. Somebody said, wow, you've must been, you must be feeling really good. You haven't mentioned your migraines or you know, you're, you haven't had a bad day with anxiety. I had to be honest with my place of work and with my family and with my friends about my anxiety because some days I just couldn't get out of the house. 
And I mean, you could only say I'm sick so many times and make up stuff to not go into work. You know, anybody who has anxiety understands how that works. You just can't, you just can't do anything. So it was wonderful when someone pointed that out to me saying, you know, you haven't had this or you haven't had that. And, you know, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and have such bad uh, GERD and uh, heartburn, which is something else that I thought. I just had to live with. We think we have to live with all these yucky you know, disorders and ailments. Mm. And it's just, it's part of your label. It's part of your yeah. identity now. Mm. And I, that also was gone. And it just started to come over me like, wow, is this a coincidence or am I really healing myself? And I think it was pretty obvious at that point. So uh, I don't think it was in, it was just realizations as I went along and started to educate myself more and learn more about uh, plant-based eating and foods and what they can do for you. It's just absolutely wonderful and very um, exciting, really, that you just, I feel like, I wish I would have come upon this much sooner, but I guess now is better than than later, right? Yeah, absolutely. You said basically that you just started to add in a little bit more plants and just in place of your regular meals. Did you find it difficult at the start, like knowing what to cook, knowing what to prepare, knowing, you know, how to eat at work and at social gatherings and those kinds of things? Like what were the challenges? Well, uh, yeah, at first I really wasn't sure, but I was following so many amazing people on Instagram and Facebook and when I would watch these documentaries, I would have a pen and paper beside me. And, you know, the first time I saw Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn on Forks Over Knives, which I would highly recommend to anybody interested in this lifestyle or wanting to feel better. It's my favorite. First time I saw, oh, he's my favorite. I'm so excited. He's coming to speak in our city in September at our uh, Winnipeg Veg Fest and I get to meet him. I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even imagine. I can't wait. I literally cried. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's wonderful. And I heard he's very sweet, you know, sweet disposition and a wonderful man. He seems like that. And uh, so, you know, I would see him on Forks Over Nice, for example, and I would quickly write down his name. And then I'd see, you know, uh, Dr. Pamela Popper. Okay, oh, that was interesting what she said. So I'd write down her name. And then I'd see Karen Calabrese. Oh, wow, raw vegan. She's over 70 years old. Look how beautiful she is and how healthy she is. That's interesting. Raw veganism. Well, that's interesting. Wrote down her name. And I would start to look up each of these experts in in their own right and go find their Instagram, Facebook, whatever they may have, YouTube videos. And I just started watching and watching and reading and reading. And that's where I would get a lot of the support. That was my support system at the beginning because I didn't really know anybody else around me who understood you know, whole food, plant-based lifestyle, uh, if they, I mean, I knew vegans, but vegans, you know, sometimes don't understand plant-based because they still can kind of have a lot of vegan junk food and a lot of oil and, and it just, they just weren't having meat. The ones that I knew and not, you know. There's a, there's a big difference between a vegan and a whole food, plant-based, whole food, plant-based. So my support system really were the experts and the documentaries and the YouTube videos. And, and, and then I started checking out recipes. So where do I start? Okay. So breakfast, I knew that if I had, you know, I saw a lot of evidence and a lot of experts recommending having seal cut oats for breakfast. Okay. What a great place to start. So I would start with that and add in the frozen blueberries and the extra fruit. And I knew that that would be like a long lasting energy kind of stick to your ribs, so to speak breakfast. 
bananas, that sort of thing. So that's where I really started. And then my lunch would be, um, at first I was having a lot of rice and beans because it's super simple. And then I knew I wasn't having animal products, but I was still getting all my nutrition, rice, beans, vegetables, that sort of thing. Um, and then in between I would have juices and smoothies and that sort of thing. And then I would learn about, um, being satiated is what's important. Eating when you're hungry and eating until you're full. And it would take you to your next meal. Whereas I was snacking a lot in between. I was eating horrible breakfast, horrible lunch, if I did have that at all. And then the snacks in between on top of it. Whereas I was feeling satisfied longer. And it was just a really like clean, satisfied feeling. It wasn't this heaviness, this pain. I would always have pain after I ate because I also had um, IBS as well. Mm, yeah. And, oh, man, when you start talking about your health, the list that comes in your mind when you're talking about it, it's just unbelievable what we think we have to live with. It's, it's, it's remarkable how all this is just a memory to me now. But I would eat and I would have pain. That just comes, that just came with eating. You'd have pain and then you were scared to eat, so you were hungry all day because you knew you'd have pain. Whereas now I'm eating this super clean, high energy, high vibrational food that would keep me satisfied for so long and not tired in the afternoon. Well, who would have not known that you're not supposed to be super tired and sluggish in the afternoon? I just thought that was part of everybody's day. We all live with that. And no, you don't. You're not supposed to be tired in the afternoon. So it just kind of one thing led to the other. So my struggles then were probably socially, like you mentioned, um, at work or social functions. So I probably didn't do it then as much um, when I was just starting to transition. I, I never planned on being 100% plant-based. That was, I never, I mean, can you imagine having to give up meat all the time or <laughs> having to give up cheese or having to give up this or having to give up that? It was never in my plans. Mm. And then I started thinking about, not what I can't, what, you know, what you can't have, but what you can have. Yeah, exactly. I don't miss any of those foods as I started to eliminate them because of how good I was feeling. It, it's not even part of your frame of thought that you can't have bacon or cheese. Like that doesn't even come across your frame. And the way it did when I first, you know, started transitioning, I thought, well, I'm not going to do this all the way because bacon or because of cheese, of course <laughs> I would, you know, and the foods that make you sick are the last thing on your mind. And if, and if, if something requires willpower, trust me, people who think that they need willpower to do this, if anything involves willpower, I am not going to be a part of it because I just, if it requires, if it requires that I'm out, it's just, it's too difficult. It means you're giving up something that you love and that just means, you know, cravings and and being difficult. So the same thing when I quit smoking 15 years ago, I tried three times to quit smoking and it just didn't stick because I had such a hard time. I wanted that cigarette. I wanted to smoke. And until I started to educate myself and started to turn towards the information that I always would turn my back on, because don't tell me that smoking's bad for me and don't show me this website or this brochure because I know what's in there. I know I'm not supposed to be doing this and I want to keep doing it. Once I turned my attention to the education and educating myself, and once you start finding all this information, the, you don't need the willpower as much as you did when you didn't have that education. So I found that to be the same thing when I was transitioning to whole food plant-based, that once I started learning all the information, seeing what the meat 
and dairy industry, I didn't even realize, I always thought, well, just I won't have meat because nobody gets hurt by having dairy and cheese. And then, then I realized what they have to do to animals to keep them pregnant all the time and what they have to do to animals to keep the milk production up. And as I started educating myself, these foods just started falling off my cravings list. I wanted them to be nowhere near me, as a matter of fact. So I would have to say that um, it just it just got better and better as I moved more and more into my journey. It, the, the social situations, going to work, I just would pack a lot of raw vegetables and a big smoothie and some you know, some nuts or something for my snack at work and just started learning more about the food and the, the information out there, there's a, there's just a wealth of information. There are so many amazing plant-based athletes and doctors to follow and follow on Instagram. The YouTubes are unbelievable. And if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that, honestly, I, I don't think it would have been I don't know if it would have been as easy or not, but I would have to thank a lot of those people that I still follow to this day. And now I'm starting to support people too, so because I know how it feels when you're just starting out. So I would probably say a few months in, it just got a little bit easier and easier and you start feeling better and better. And it's kind of a no-brainer at that point. So I actually, at the end, normally ask people about their three biggest tips. And I think that you've just nailed it with this what you were saying just now, which is education. Education, it made so much difference for you and it makes so much difference for so many people who are starting this journey. Like the more you read, the more people you follow online, the more people that you can meet in your community that are doing this, eating this way, and you know, finding that, reading the research, following the, the evidence to why this this way of eating works for pretty much everyone, pretty much every single time. And yeah, you just feel stronger in your convictions and you just feel it isn't about willpower. Like um, Laura said, it's not about willpower when you're just like, those foods actually make me feel terrible. They're not foods, they're just parts of another animal's, you know, they're foods for a baby cow or a baby goat and they're bits of pieces of animal flesh, which isn't, isn't what helps make our bodies thrive as much as what, you know, the general public might want to disagree with. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. What, that's really my biggest piece of advice is to just walk towards it. If, if it's a, you know, if, if it, the lifestyle attracted me and the information attracted me. So you just feel drawn to it. If you're drawn to something and it makes you happy, run, run right for it and educate yourself. That's, that's really my biggest piece of advice. And, uh, Dr. Greger is another one. Of, oh, I can just go on with my list of names, but Dr. Greger, um, Michael Greger, an amazing, uh, plant-based doctor, uh, has an amazing website out there, uh, nutritionfacts.org. And it's a free website that he, uh, put to, he has it online as a tribute to his grandmother it's it's free of ads. It's free of it's free of everything and anything you need to know. Any you can go on to nutritionfacts.org, and there's a search bar, and there he's got articles and he's got an email list and amazing articles are constantly coming in to my inbox all the time. It always seems to be at the right time. Oh, I was just thinking about that and there it is. <laughs> and but you can go into the search bar. Anybody can do this. And if you want to learn about 
knee pain or back pain or headaches or uh, painful periods, anything or of prostate, anything you cancer, anything that you want to learn about, you type into the search bar and his advice comes up with a lot of articles will come up with that name in mind. So that was super helpful for me as well. My that be my biggest advice would be just to check out that website and um, start finding start finding your tribe because the the tribe the tribe of plant based people is pretty strong out there and it's getting bigger and bigger by the minute. I don't know if you've noticed that over the last few years or just because I'm just getting involved, but everywhere I turn, even in my local grocery store, there's a little sign saying plant based clinic at this grocery store on this Saturday afternoon and I see it and it just makes me so happy because I know it's, it's all going in that direction. It's going this way anyway, just like smoking has, is almost like an anomaly now. It's not like what it was even 15 years ago. So it's super exciting to me. And then um, I would also give, um, if somebody's interested in this and they want to meet more people, start a Facebook group on your, uh, in your city. And um, Michelle, uh, my new friend started a Facebook page in our city of Winnipeg and called it uh, plant-based living Winnipeg and I found it and it just opened up a whole new world in my own city. Yes, I was talking to people in, you know, Australia all the time and Finland and who knows where, which is wonderful, but just I wanted to see more in my own city. So we created that community and there's a few hundred people on this on this Facebook page and we can talk about which grocery store we got this item from or recipes. We get together. We had our first plant-based potluck a couple weekends ago and I thought I died and went to heaven. It was so amazing. We walk in and we all brought a dish. We all brought a, we're all, we're a whole food plant-based group. So whole food plant-based, no oil. We brought um, a dish for this potluck and we had two six-foot tables set up of all this beautiful food. It was unbelievable. And I walk in, and the first time I walked into a room for dinner and knew that I can eat everything in every pot and every dish on every plate that I can have. Normally, I have to go and, okay, how was that made or how was that made? Or I have to walk in with a lot of my own food <laughs> and dressings, my own dressing tucked into my pockets, which I bring everywhere. Yeah. And it was I thought I died and went to heaven, went to heaven. We all were laughing about how wonderful it was to meet other people, other like people. And everybody there was at a different point of their journey. Not everybody there was plant-based. There was people that were um, interested and wanted to come to something like that because they wanted to meet more people um, that were, you know, in the plant-based lifestyle. There's people that were plant-based for 20 years. There's people that just like myself, not even a year. And we, sh we ate a beautiful meal together. We ate so much food. It was there was desserts, there was lasagna, there was chilies, oh salads. It was just it was so beautiful. And then after we were done eating, we went around the room and we all introduced ourselves and said a few said a few things about ourselves and our journey. And the stories were unbelievable. We there was stories of healing. We were crying for some of these stories. This one woman, it was just unbelievable how she's already healed herself. And here I see this woman walk in with canes with a cane for each hand. And I was thinking, oh, I'm so glad she's here because she's going to learn about healing food. And that's the, my first impression was, I'm so glad she's here. And then she gets up to speak and she's already lost, you know, up to 100 pounds. She's already healing. She's gotten from a wheelchair to the canes now. Yay! Right? And and it was just, I, 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 wish, I, I wish she could have talked for another two, three hours. As a matter of fact, I encouraged her to... Um, 
you know, to speak more often because it was so inspiring listening to her and how she was on her way up, not on her way down. And it was just, and she was there with her supportive husband who cooks all her food for her because he sees how it's benefiting her disease and how she's getting better. And like what the stories were unbelievable. And there was men there, there was women there, all different ages, all different stories and backgrounds. And so I would, I would highly recommend to start uh, first start a group like a Facebook group would be a great place to start in your own city and they will come trust me and then you start getting together we're we're getting together in a park in the next and I think next week or the week after we're going to meet in a park and we're going to we're going to do all kinds of stuff together it's just so exciting I have so much to look forward to it's it's wonderful that is so good and to think you know like not very long ago you were how long since this all happened I would say um I don't have a day or a plantiversary yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it was today, it's 100%. I really don't remember when that happened because it was just such a natural progression for me. But I would have to say it was probably September, October of last year, so 2017. Wow. See, everyone who's listening, it's not even a year ago. And she's like, no. she's like a vision. You can't see her, but she's a vision of health. <laughs> <laughs> she's bright face and bright eyes and beaming it's so nice to see it is amazing actually when you do start to visually see yourself transform I feel you know proud of myself I, I look in the mirror and I I used to put on so much makeup to give you, know, you have to get this glow and you have to get this highlighter here and this here and I'm just I'm glowing all the time my eyes are getting whiter mm. my teeth are getting whiter my skin is getting more rosy and dewy and youthful the weight's starting to come off. When I was transitioning, I was still having a lot of the vegan food and, and oils and stuff. So, of course, I wasn't concerned about calories and all that. And I don't recommend that anyway to be concerned about that sort of thing. Um, but when when I started to drop the oil products and just go more whole food plant-based and the weight starts to come off and just everything goes to how it should. How everything just, it's almost like your body's thanking you going, oh, thank goodness you finally figured this out because I know how to heal myself <laughs> You know, your, bo your body knows what to do and we just get in the way and we just get in the way and we keep, you know, basically stopping it from doing what it's supposed to do. So, yeah, it's, it's really a wonderful feeling when you start to notice these things happening for yourself. I just wanted to add, um, last year at the Michael, well, it was, a, it was a, we had a nutrition in healthcare symposium in, the, in Melbourne and Michael Clapper came and spoke and he said, which is just an add on to what you're saying about getting in the way, like... We think that what we put in our mouth, our body's just going to figure it out and get rid of. Um, we've got great livers and great, you know, organs that process our food. Dr. M Michael Clapper, he had these slides up about what oil does. And he's saying, you know, you, ha you put, so let's say you have a bag of Doritos for a snack. You put that in and it takes, the oil goes, so the oil goes into your blood and it slows mm -hmm. everything down and it damages your heart and it's damaging your organs. It's doing all this stuff and it takes four hours for it to leave, leave your body and become light and loose and fluid again and not sludged up with, with this oily saturated fats that are in, you know, meat, dairy, eggs, olive oil, all those things. And he said, so four hours later, you think, you're right to go. And so you have an Egg McMuffin just as your body's like, okay, now I can start working a bit better. 
you eat the egg McMuffin and the hot and the hot chips from McDonald's, and you start it again. And so it spends four hours trying to clean it out, and then you re-damage it at the next meal and the next meal. And the next one, thank goodness we go to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> Otherwise, we just never give our body a rest from this from this foods that we're putting in. And I'm not saying, obviously, McDonald's, I'm going to the extreme. But it could be just that you're having a salad with olive oil and some cheese crumbled in it. It could be that you're just having a steak with some veggies and you think the veggies are roasted in a baking dish covered in oil. And a side salad, like the oil and the steak, the salad's... Great, but you probably have that salad also doused in olive oil, and so you've got three three parts of your dinner that are covered in fat that look okay on the plate. You're like, okay, there's no carbs on there, and you're frightened of carbs. So you got your big bit of steak fried in oil, your big roast veggies fried in oil, and then your big salad doused in oil, and your body's just like never free from processing oil and oil is highly, highly processed food. It's got no fiber. It's got nothing beneficial except for a pure, almost pure fat, which our bodies have to then try and process, which is just difficult. Uh, and the microbiome, which is basically houses all of our immune system, or well, 70%, up to 80%, they think, oil damages that microbiome. And so then you're constantly trying to heal that microbiome, which does lead to things like IBS, Crohn's disease, you know, constipation, all those types of issues um, and inflammation long-term. So yeah, as, as Laura said, you know, we do, we get in the way and then we get in the way again four hours later and then we get in the way again four hours later. And so it's about stepping out. So as Laura said, she, um, introduce more plants. And so it just means just crowding out those foods. You don't have to do it all at once. We're just crowding out those foods. So having more salad with a plant-based dressing, like what's in your dressing if you want to share it with us or is it like going to go into, is it trade, is it trademark? <laughs> well, um, I don't think she'll mind me sharing it. Jane Esselstyn, Dr. Esselstyn's daughter has amazing cookbooks out there. So I would say go find... Engine 2 cookbook. That's very good. And it has some great dressings in there of Jane's. Yeah, it, it, it has a great, great recipe for 3-2-1 dressing. And I would encourage everybody to go and try 3-2-1. It's my favorite right now. Oh, good. All right. I'm going to try that. I haven't tried 3-2-1. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'll, I'll, I'll take some in my pocket with me when we if we do go out to eat. And I'll just ask because, you know, everything's laden in oil in the restaurant. So let's face it. I mean, we can't completely stay away from it 100 percent. When you go out to eat, um, you're going to, you know, even with vegan and plant based dishes, you're going to have oil. So I'll ask for a plain salad and then I'll just bring. Well, now everybody knows that I have dressing in my pocket all the time. No but one's going to. That- <laughs> those restaurant people, they don't want to hear this I'll podcast. Share. <laughs> I'm, happy, I'm happy to share my dressing with everybody because. Yeah, and I made I made one actually a few weeks ago. I was just craving. I love ginger root, and I think I saw a recipe for a mango salsa or something, something like that. And I had this mango on the brain, and I thought, oh, mango and ginger root. And then I would go on with the rest of my work day, and I just couldn't let this go. So I came home, and in my Vitamix, I did frozen mango, ginger root, quite a bit of ginger root, and a little bit of cucumber, hemp hearts which I always blend into my smoothies and my dressings. And what else did I put in there? Oh, and I had half an orange uh, in the fridge still from another recipe. So I put half that orange in there. 
And I just blended that up and I made this beautiful raw salad with uh, spinach and watermelon. And I poured that dre- I poured so much of that dressing over the spinach and watermelon. And then I yet then sprinkled some more hemp hearts on top of that. And it was so delicious. And then the rest of the dressing went into a glass and I drank the rest of it. Cause let's face it, it was all food and it was basically a smoothie and it was wonderful. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. So those are my, that, those are my two favorite dressings right now. Three, two, one, and my own concoctions that I come up with. I've never had more fun in the kitchen. I'm just having a blast. So what would be your, for people who are listening, especially because there's loads of people who have migraines. And I think that one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is that people, like you said, people think, oh, migraines, that's just my lot in life. You know, I just get migraines. Like obviously conditions like type 2 diabetes, cancer, those kinds of things, we um, are a big, huge deal. And migraines, I think because migraines, and more common people do think oh they just that's just what happens to some people unfortunately and you're living proof that it doesn't have to be that way you don't have to live that way and so for people out there who are thinking oh, i love what laura's saying i just i'm not sure how i how you know i think you have met you have given us so much already but like where should they start like what would be your first, you've said education and you've said joining up with some groups in your in your area like facebook groups um, which is a, these are fantastic ideas. Do you have three more that you want to offer the people who are listening about how they can start out with this way just to make it as easy as possible for them to start making the steps forward? Well, I think what's most important uh, for someone to realize is that you don't have to live with pain or sickness. You don't have to live with these ailments and that you've labeled yourself with because I was Laura with migraines. I was Laura with anxiety. I was Laura with heartburn. You know, you don't have to live. So just, you know, give yourself a break, first of all, and just give give yourself a pat on the back for even, you know, listening to this podcast, for example, or watching some of the documentaries. That means that you have enough self-love to know that you deserve better. So that's, I think, number one is just knowing that you deserve better. And then I would say... Uh, to realize that there's a lot of misinformation out there about nutrition and health. And, you know, it's not just about getting prescriptions and, you know, pills and medication. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And I think that probably was a turning point for me. And I hope that it would be um, for others out there when you start to realize that, for example, you know, you're talking about oil being detrimental to your health. Well, I didn't know it was detrimental. I thought it was good for my health. So I was putting more of it on my food because it's healthy for my heart. It's great for my skin. So when I started to educate myself, and I'll say it again, educate yourself and learn, you know, search uh, oil on Forks Over Knives website. You'll get a lot of amazing information and realize how misinformed we've been all these years. That's the only reason why I was using it. And maybe so my food wouldn't stick, but I found other ways to make my food not stick. And I'm thinking, is this really that easy? And when I started to learn that oil is, yes, it's coming from, we could still have vegetable-based oils, but it's coming from um, a plant, but it's being extracted from the plant. It's not in its natural state. So if it's in a natural whole food, like when you even eat an avocado, of course, that that's great for you. When you eat you know, I mean, limited amounts, of course, if you have heart disease, but that's another, that's another article. That's another podcast. But <laughs> yeah. um, w- when I started to learn that, 
when it's extracted from its whole um, form, it's being stripped of all its fiber and nutrients, and there's nothing left but, I think, virtually 100% fat. And it is, it's detrimental to your arteries. It's, I didn't know that. So when I, when I thought it was good for me, of course I'm going to be putting it on my salad. You're thinking, oh, it's wonderful. It's going to make me healthy. So when you start finding out this information. It had a, it had a great PR campaign. Oil had a really great PR campaign. As did milk. As did a lot of these, you know, you everybody out there listening, I encourage you to find out the truth because it really is eye-opening. And it, you do get kind of angry at first because, wow, we've really been fooled all through our 70s and 80s as children. Milk does a body good. And it, it all it was was a commercial that was sponsored by the dairy industry. And, you know, you get strong bones. You don't get osteoporosis if you drink your milk for, you know, your whole life. Well, then I guess by now there should be no osteoporosis. You know, I didn't know that now I found out the evidence is overwhelming. So when you start to educate yourself, find out the evidence that milk, animal products actually deplete the calcium from your body. Your chances of osteoporosis increase. It's It blows your mind and you do get kind of angry at first and you're sitting there kind of alone with all these people around you that don't know the truth and you want to... You want to tell everybody the truth. It's not very, it's not very well received at first because I'm not an expert. So I just tell people, you know, just find the sources of education for yourself. And 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 that's I would say, like I always keep coming back to that for sure. And I think people who are listening, it, there, there is, if you want to go down the rabbit hole. You know, it can be very confusing because there is like so much information out there that you can find saying that meat, dairy, olive oil are amazing. And there's so much, you know, there's this coming out more and more that's saying what we're saying, which is that it's detrimental to your health. I guess for me, it's that I've, I've lived consuming meat, dairy, eggs, and I was terribly unhealthy, couldn't feel my legs. So I've lived following the main really loud message to eat meat, airy days. I've lived that way. And I was very, very sick. And everyone on this podcast has lived that way previously. And they were very, very unwell. Following that advice that is the mainstream, beat the drum, this is what the health advice is, eat your eggs for your hair and your nails and eat your olive oil for your heart and your whatever. I've lived that way. It was terrible. You have to, I guess the proof's in the pudding at the end of the day. Like Professor Atkins, who started the paleo movement pretty much, he you know, it didn't fare that well for him. He didn't live with that amazing health in the end. You know, his diet of mostly meat, eggs, you know, eating omelets and bacon all day hasn't had long-term success and hasn't reversed really many diseases or if any. I think some people, obviously, they clean up their diet when they go paleo. So they're eating so clean. So they do feel some health benefits, which of course you would if you're going from eating, you know, the standard American or the standard Australian diet. You do, they, people do feel better paleo than they do when they're eating processed, refined rubbish, of course. But whole food plant-based people, they're the populations of the earth who are populating the blue zones. They have the highest level of people going into their octogenarian, um, hundred year, over, living over, over 100 years. They're thriving well into the hundreds with no heart disease, no chronic disease or very limited and, and it's almost unheard of. So I just follow the people who are actually living, breathing 
examples of a lifestyle working, even if, you know, you might find information to... What's the word? You might find conflicting information out there. Of course yeah. you will. There's conflicting information for everything. But I do think that the proof's in the pudding as far as the vegan whole food plant-based pudding, as far as this way of eating. I've never... If you look up keto, reversing of heart disease or paleo heart disease or all animal products and reversing heart disease, you just don't... If you look up that in plant-based, you can find it over and over and over and over again. You just don't... That this, this is just not the same in support of diets where they're consuming loads and loads of animal products. The evidence is overwhelming. Yeah, it is. Look for the studies. Look for the science. Mm. Look, re- Read the China study. If someone wants to get into a fairly... In depth. <laughs> it's a hard read, but it's good. Big book. I still haven't gotten through the whole thing. I really would like for someone just to read it to me. That would be much easier. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a flick through it. Science-based evidence for over 20 years, the proof is in the pudding. And when you start to find out that information, yeah, you're right. You don't see anybody on a long-term paleo, Atkins, South Beach, whatever you want to call it. He has to, they have to change the name every few years. It's all the same thing. And because it it is hard on your body and and it's hard on your organs and it's not, it's not healthy. So love yourself enough to do the research. Don't just listen to somebody else or Mm. you go to a gym. Don't don't even just listen to me. Yeah. Find it out for yourself. Exactly. Find it out for yourself. And you go to a gym and the trainer is saying, okay, you have to eat tons of animal products and no carbs. And you're like, okay, you know, you don't even go and research it yourself. I just, it blows my mind. And, I mean, I guess I used to be one of those people, too. I would just listen and follow the herd. and But then I started saying, no, I love myself enough to educate myself and find out. And I probably said educate about 50 times already <laughs> in, this, in this whole interview. But it is so important. And I know a lot of the questions that anybody who's listening right now probably is just dying to say to me, well, how do you explain Mediterranean diet? Or in Italy, everybody is eating lots of olive oil on their food. Well, what I have to say to that is that, yes, they're having the oil, but a Mediterranean diet is also high in whole grains and high in fruits and vegetables. The, the minimal oil that they put on their food and the high whole grain fruit and vegetables is what's benefiting their health. They're also getting a lot of sunshine as well. Most of them are getting lots of sunshine, lots of vitamin D. They have loads of reasons why they're healthier. And just because olive oil is also in there, that's probably the one thing that's keeping them from reaching 100. <laughs> Yeah, they're not saying, oh, it's the oil oil that's making them live long. Maybe it's the plants and the whole grains and the really simple, mostly lots and lots of plants, minimal animal protein diets that they do they do live on. Yeah, it's not they're not just sitting there eating glasses of oil all day long. They're eating other wonderful, wonderful foods, too. And another question that always comes uh, to people that are curious about this lifestyle or want to ask me a few questions where do you get your protein? And, you know, vegans and plant-based eaters, you know, joke about this all the time going, oh, there's somebody, and I hear it all the time. Oh, somebody else asked me how I get my protein. I'm going to, you know, blow up or whatever. I don't. I welcome, I welcome those questions because I once had the same question. And it was because of a, it was because, because of a kind vegan who did answer my questions that helped me, you know, learn more about, about that that your that protein is actually all protein is actually plant based and that was probably one of my biggest aha moments to date since i started this 
Where do the gorillas and the elephants get their proteins? Where do the rhinos get their protein? They get it from plants and they're the biggest, strongest animals ever. And then someone would argue with me going, well, you're not an elephant or a rhino. So you, and that's not, that's not the point of saying that. The point is, is that it's the main source of protein is plants. And you can have it recycled through an animal if you choose to, but then that comes with cholesterol and fat and uh, health and concerns and disease as well. So those questions I welcome. Uh, you know, I think it's, I mean, I think, I think those are things that everybody thinks of, or those first few things is the protein question and the, you know, all, the oil question and why not this and why not that? I welcome all of that. I think it's wonderful when people ask those questions. Yeah, no, that's great. It means they're on their journey, educating themselves, like what we're asking. It's, it's really good. With the China study, now lots of people will say that, that study's been debunked. And I just wanted to say, just look further into, the, into that. Look further into yourself and listen to what Dr. Campbell has to say about that. He has some interviews and responses to that um, on YouTube and online. And I, I think it's really important that we look into those talks and those messages saying that that science is like, bad science or whatever because it's I, I, yeah, I'm shrugging <laughs> I'm shrugging and opening my eyes yeah just have a look into it yourself and be open-minded before you just decide oh you know it's been debunked I'm going to dismiss it as poor science so is there anything lastly that you'd like to you think I have to say this or I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight okay yeah so I would say for, uh, I would recommend anybody who's thinking about investigating this further or they want to educate themselves a little bit more but they're scared of having to eat a certain way, I would say just go and watch Forks Over Knives. Uh, I know we have it on Netflix Canada, and I think it's on Netflix everywhere. And we don't have the same Netflix documentaries, I found. Uh, Netflix America, yeah, there's a lot more on Netflix America, for example, than we have here. But we do have really good ones. Forks Over Knives, for sure, watch Forks Over Knives first. And if you want to support anybody around you who's eating, who's eating plant-based, do that. Watch it. Understand their journey a little bit more. Food choices is my second, it's up there with Forks Over Knives for me. I really love Forks Over Knives. Food Choices is a wonderful documentary to lots of great information. And What the Health is kind of more like, like a lot of information all at once. Uh, unbelievable information about animal products and the industry. I would, I would recommend it, but I wouldn't always say it should be the first and only because it just would I think if it was my first one it would have kind of left me hanging not sure where to go where to go from there you know no guidance after that but just I certainly would run for more information after watching that because it is riveting and unbelievable so those three for sure I have a list of 14 but those are my top three and I would also say to search Dr. Anthony Lim L-I-M on YouTube I uh, believe he's a doctor at True North Center. Um, McDougall works for Dr. John McDougall as well. He has amazing YouTube videos. One particular that I share all the time, uh, Introduction to Plant-Based Eating, I believe. Introduction to Plant-Based Lifestyle. And you can see it on the, on the screen, you see a bunch of fruit and vegetables, and then you know you have the right video. But Dr. Anthony Lim has some wonderful YouTube videos. He's very soft-spoken and very clear and genuine. And his advice is amazing. So I would share that or watch that yourself. He also used to be on ketogenic diets. So that's interesting because he has a video about why, how he went from ketogenic to plant-based and why. Wow, so that's, that's an, great. Yeah. 
Yeah. And find, look up some articles. I think it's wonderful that you're doing this with the podcast and, and your journey on wanting to put it, compile healing stories in a book. That's wonderful. If I could have just found that one book that had all these stories in there instead of trying to search for them myself. So kudos to you for doing that. Absolutely. I applaud you for that. I think it's wonderful. And I can't wait to read that. And I would say, yeah, I would tell people, watch those documentaries, read as much articles, um, nutritionfacts.org, Dr. Greger's uh, website, uh, amazing. Medical Medium is another amazing book by Anthony William. Oh, my gosh. You want amazing healing capacity, anything that you're suffering with. You read Medical Medium from Anthony William. That's his first book. It's unbelievable. You won't, will not be able to put it down. He's got four books out now. There's medical medium and then there's thyroid, uh, healing thyroid. I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name of it, but thyroid is the second one. Third one is what to eat. And the fourth one just came out liver rescue. But the is information that, is, that is by the medical medium. Yeah. Metal, the medical medium, his name is Anthony William and his very first book. Um, it's the, a blue cover with kind of, you can see kind of a x-ray kind of skeletal view yes. from the front. Mm. Uh, that's the very first one. You will not be able to put it down. The information about Epstein-Barr virus and its stages. If you have mono or strep or vertigo, I mean, that's just a, that's just a drop in, in the ocean of what he explains in that book. It's unbelievable how it's the stages of Epstein-Barr virus and Lyme disease and uh, inflammation, all that. It's amazing. It's just unbelievable. And the people that he's helped and healed, it's, he's just, he's got a heart of gold. He's, he's unbelievable. And I would say read those books for sure. And find people in your own community and stories of healing. I saw right after Fat Sick Nearly Dead, I went on Facebook and I was searching juicing and just finding all kinds of websites. And I found this uh, man called, his name is Matt Kazam. And you spell his last name K-A-Z-A-M. And he lives in the States and he's a comedian and his healing story is really unbelievable. He was extremely overweight. He had high blood pressure, uh, infertility, him and his wife, you know, couldn't have children. He was having a lot of inflammation, blood pressure problems. Uh, he had onset of type two diabetes. He was already on his way with type and he cured all of that when he started juicing and eating a plant-based diet. And he's, wonderful person he will add you on facebook as a friend you can look up his act you can message him he'll help you it's amazing story of healing uh matt that is unbelievable so, so check out matt kazam and ashley wood in my own city i read an article about her in our local paper several years ago and that's what really made me start to think about food and healing because you don't always make that connection right away and ashley wood she was in there's a story about her in my local paper uh, she had burned herself severely when she was cooking, I think it was French fries on the stove with oil. And she wasn't really experienced with with uh, cooking with oil. And I guess she put a cover on the, the pot to to make it boil faster. Well, of course, then there was a huge accident when she took the lid off and she burnt her body, her face, her whole body was burned. She started a fire and she, you know, it, I mean... Look her up and you'll learn about her story. But she was already interested in nutrition at that point and started to realize that the healing benefits of nutrition, her doctor recommended, of course, to get skin grafts and surgery to heal her burns. And she opted to cure herself through nutrition. And she did that. And her scoring even healed less than the doctor recommended after or uh, predicted after he was amazed by what she already had done. And he said, well, your scars will take 
this long to heal. And she even beat that. And her story is amazing. She's on Instagram underscore Ashley Wood. She's, I, I just, she's a miracle and she's wonderful. And she held a plant-based clinic in our city that I went to introduction to plant-based eating. And she was, she's just a sweetheart and she's a new mom. And this is how she's feeding her whole family. And she does recipe books and videos. So I would highly recommend following her as finding all these people plant-based athlete as well on instagram and youtube yeah, and on and on itunes check out check out his um podcast because it's really good everyone oh. who's listening oh yeah i i'll think i'll do that i'm not sure i listen to his podcast his youtube videos and his website thrivingplantbased.com i believe yeah i think his youtube probably is his I think his podcast probably is just the audio YouTube, from yeah. his YouTube. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think that you're missing extra okay. content. Oh, but hey, check. because don't panic. I'm going to be don't up panic. all night. <laughs> <laughs> don't I'm running panic. out of things to watch. I was going to ask you, because Ashley's story, because that, that's, I don't know, I, I, burns are one of my most terrifying things. So Ashley's story is just, I can't wait to actually go follow her because I do think that, Burns are something that people just think, like you say, you just think, oh my gosh, you have this and you have skin grafts and you have the scarring and that's what you're left with for life. But her story is basically that if you give your body back its healing capacity, who knows what's possible, you know? When we take away, when we get out of our own way, like you say, Laura, you know, who knows what's possible and and even miraculous healing from really severe burns is is possible now i'm not saying because we've all had different levels of like we've all harmed our organs and our bodies to, to different levels and and also there's you know there's different things in play stress imp- impacts stress causes inflammation there's lots of things that impact upon healing and our healing potential but it's still worth a shot. <laughs> it's still worth giving yourself the best to go you possibly can to reduce that stress, to heal your body with beautiful whole plant foods. I felt like there was one more thing I wanted to ask you. Oh, just about your family. How did your family go with you making this switch? Because people have families and they're like, well, my husband's not going to do this and my kids aren't going to do this and I'll be making 20, 20 different meals and it's a nightmare. What would you say to that? Well, I think everybody feels that way at the beginning. I certainly did. You know, my husband, my family eats animal products. I mean, we have barbecues and we have milk in the house and all that kind of thing. And I think my journey was a little bit more uncomfortable at the very beginning because I was learning all this information and I couldn't help but want to share it with everybody. And did you know this? And did you know that? And we shouldn't be having that. And it was kind of a really interesting part of my journey because it was exciting at the same time as it was I wasn't even really doing what I was preaching. I was just spew, spewing it out. And and my hu- my husband was the one who actually says, well, it's, he didn't use these words exactly. It was something like, well, it's kind of hypocritical because, you know, we're really, you're really not living this way, but you're, and I says, well, I just can't help but want to share all this information. Anybody would be excited finding this out. And when I started to support myself and just really make this journey about myself really first, because I think it was a much bigger animal, no pun intended, to just for it to be the whole family and everybody around me. And and so once I just narrowed it down to, you know, take care of yourself first, just like they say on the plane, if the oxygen mask drops down, put it on yourself first and then give it to your child or to who's around you. So it was that once I did that, 
it just got, it was just a more even flow. Everything just started to just be flow evenly. I got more confident um, discussing it with others and just walking the walk. And I believe um, it was Jay from Plant Peace Athlete that put out a video because he puts a video out almost for everything that I needed. He's great for the beginner. And that's who he really speaks to. And it said, what do I tell my family and friends about my journey or about plant-based eating? And he basically says, Nothing. You don't tell them anything. You just say, I feel great. The evidence is overwhelming and, and just keep moving in that direction. So that's, was almost a relief to have permission to do that. So, um, my family, I started to, everybody loves vegetables and fruits in my family. That wasn't the issue. So I just increased that with everybody, with everybody's meals. Uh, sometimes I was making kind of a separate meal for myself over here, but everything that I made was on on the table. Welcome for everybody to try. It was nothing weird. It was just fruits and vegetables, lots of potatoes, whole grains, you know, everything that we were having before, just maybe more of them. And sometimes, you know, my husband would walk in going, okay, um, I says, if you really want to prepare anything else, like if you wanted to make a meat dish or a dairy dish, uh, you're you're kind of on your own you have to just make it for yourself because I made all this beautiful food and if you want to make something else go ahead and he goes well there's a lot of food here I, I think we're good you know it covers all the nutrition we got we got everything we need we're covering all the food groups and all the vitamins and minerals I mean I had potatoes I had double stuffed baked potatoes I had some I had some carrots over here and broccoli and cauliflower was steaming in the steamer and I had whole grain rice and you know I had uh, hummus with some you know, oil-free chips over here. And he's looking at it going, wow, what a spread. So I was really surprised how he, um, so I, I'm not surprised that he supported me because he's wonderful that way, but he was really open to what I was sharing with him. And he saw how good I was feeling and he's just probably my biggest supporter. And, and lately we have really, the whole family really has increased their plan base by lots like there's still I don't know when's honestly I don't remember when's the last time we prepared meat in this house now that I think about it but there's still you know animal products I mean I'm still on the beginning of my journey it's just been a few months but I really am excited for my family because I see everybody just getting a little bit healthier and happier just by increasing the plant products and will it go all the way with everybody I sure hope so and Am I going to just jam it down everybody's throats and say, this is the way it's going to be now? No, because that's maybe not necessarily their journey, but they're seeing me walk the walk and it's just, it, you'd be surprised how it just starts to happen for you and your family. If anybody thinks that it's that don't worry about everybody else, just start doing it for yourself first. And the kids lunch boxes are full of fruits and vegetables and chickpea salad and, and just wonderful plant products almost all plant products really for the last little while now that I think about it and their friends look at their lunch and say wow you're so lucky look at all those beautiful fruits and veggies you have and they have you know a bologna sandwich on white bread and, and a donut you know and they're they're excited about what my kids are bringing for their lunch so don't think that your kids won't eat it don't think they won't eat it they will they let, let them go pick out their salad and they can make their own salads and and rice and quinoa and let them try these different foods because they'll surprise you they're not they're not eating like this for 40 years like us and and you know, think it have a hard time changing so my family is benefiting of course because i'm happier and healthier so um but it's it's moving in a really really great di- direction 
and I'm getting support from family too. I go, I went to my in-laws for dinner a few weekends ago and I already had my dressing in my pockets and I had brought a dish that I knew I could eat because I don't expect everybody to understand it. Or Yeah, it's so tricky. Like they might nail the vegan part, but then going oil-free as well can just blow people's minds. It does. It does. It makes it more complicated and I understand that. And then once they see the foods that I'm eating and, and you know, I don't expect, you know, the world to change because I did. So I'll bring a few, you know, I usually would bring a dish anyway. And my, my, um, my mother-in-law, last time I went there for dinner, she go, surprised me and it was just beautiful. She had made this beautiful uh, vegan stew and she goes, come here, look what I made you. And of course, everybody benefit, benefited from it. It was a beautiful stew. And, and she made a house salad and she goes, I didn't put any dressing on it because I know that I don't think you're, you're eating oil. Are you eating dressing? I, says, I go, well, no, but that's okay. If, she goes, no, no, the salad's plain. And look, I bought you some avocados and she pulls out these avocados out of nowhere. So, and I had brought a lemon in my other pocket. So that was perfect because I, <laughs> I mashed up the avocado and I squeezed in the lemon and I mixed that all together and I made myself this beautiful big salad and I, I turned it all into this avocado and lemon and put a little bit of pepper on there. Had my, you know, vegan chill or uh, vegan stew that she made me and it felt wonderful. I felt so, it felt amazing. And, and the fact that she, you know, went through the trouble to find that That's out and so she says oh nice. no it was no trouble at all and it was just so it, it I could see it starting to happen and and it, it does it feels really good and no I don't expect the whole world to change because I'm doing this no I don't at all but so you be people will be surprised they, they don't think that something's going to happen or their husband's not going to jump on board or their kids just do it for yourself at first walk the walk and and People will come, the right people will come and start asking questions. That's the funnest part of this. It's true, it's true. My husband took six years and he has finally, this year, since January, he has been fully plant-based. Wow, that's that's wonderful. But Good it was for six him. years of me saying, you know how, yes, much, I, how, do you know how much more I would be in love with you if, <laughs> you, if you would say you were vegan for the animals? <laughs> He wasn't, That's right. he wasn't I mean, vegan at all. So I'd be this, I'm already so in love with you. I would be so much more in love with you. And he would just laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day in my own time. And yeah, it's good. He did come well, in we, his own and time and he feels amazing. He's got no hay fever. Mm -hmm. He's just lost weight. He looks great. Well, we want what's best for our loved ones. I mean, let's face it. We want... We know that this is what's best for them. And it, sometimes it's getting that across and it really isn't our job to get it across. You just have to just, I really believe, just start doing it, walk the walk, share a little bit of information if somebody's interested. If they're not, then they're not. And then I just, that's where I stop. That's the difference now is that's when I stop. And if somebody comes to me, I have a lot of people coming to me and messaging me now on Instagram. People at work are, you know, there's this one friend of mine at work now. She's converted to complete She's 100% plant-based now because she came and asked me a few questions. So it really is wonderful when they do start to come to you and ask questions because I do want this for everybody. I want what's best for them. And I know that this is the answer. It's just that it's going to have to be in their own time if they're interested. Yes, I agree. I agree. Even though, as I've said many a time, sometimes I don't have my kind, calm, perfect hat on Sometimes I just want to shake people and be that vegan that's really annoying. It's only out of my goodness of my heart. <laughs> I really, we become really passionate and you can be a bit of a, I actually think I'm much better. People often 
I wait until being asked now. I don't bring it up unless people are asking me. And if they ask me, like my dad, if my dad's asked me or mum and they're saying, what do you think of this? I'll just look at them and I'll be like, mom, you know what I think of that. Like <laughs> my whole podcast tells you what I think of that. Like <laughs> I don't think that's what you should be eating, but you can do whatever you want. I can't stop you. <laughs> yep, it's true. Once you kind of let go of that a little bit, I think that's when it really starts, the magic starts to happen. And and it starts to be more natural progression for yourself then too, a much more comfortable progression mm, for yourself as mm. well. People exactly. are on to especially athletes are on to the benefits of plant-based eating for their performance, for their muscle recovery. I should, we should mention that the new groundbreak yes. documentary oh coming out soon. I cannot wait. I am desperate Me for either. it to come out. So keep your eyes peeled for the groundbreakers documentary with James Cameron's the one who's the director of that film, isn't he? Yeah. I have to let you go because it is late and my well it's not, it's late but i have another interview after you but thank you so much for coming on the show i've loved having you and i think that your story about overcoming migraines with aura and good and anxiety and all those things is going to help so many people thank you so much laura thank you so much thank you laura and thank you all for listening if you or someone you love is living with migraines and migraines with aura, please feel free to share this episode on your own social media because the more people who hear this, more people that this message may help, which is the whole purpose of this podcast. Obviously, see a doctor, see a doctor, see a doctor. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I put out new episodes every Sunday slash Monday. And if you could take the time to leave a five-star rating and a kind review. It sounds like I'm asking a lot because you're like, this is like a two-star podcast. I know, but, but please, this is the best way. It really helps to share this message on iTunes to more people. It makes such a difference for me and for people who might want to listen and just not know how to find it. So please, if you could leave a five-star rating and a kind review over at iTunes, that would make my day and I'll be your best friend because it just helps so much. So thank you. Also, you can find this on Stitcher app for Android. And if this episode resonated with you, feel free to head on over to corinneja.com slash podcast and leave a comment after this, after today's show, because I read all of the comments and I would love to hear your thoughts because, you know, migraines or of any of the podcasts so far, I should have asked on all of them. But if you want to go back to my, to the website, Corinne Nijer, C-O-R-I-N-N-E-N-I-J-J-E-R dot com slash podcast. All the episodes are there. And if you think, oh, you know, I really wanted to ask her about this or leave a comment for one of the guests, then you can just leave a comment there. And the guests, I'll get onto the guests or I'll reply, whatever it is. It'd be nice just to chat back and forward. And, you know, if you have anything to share with me, I would love to hear whatever you have to say. Unless it's horrible, then don't share it with me. Just think it in your inside thoughts because it would just really hurt my feelings. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all next week. Oh, and if you haven't yet, you can follow... When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan over at the When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan Facebook page where I post updates, new guests, anything exciting that's coming up. And obviously, it's the first place I put all the newest episodes. So When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan, the Facebook page, go like it and follow me there. And yeah, be 
always on the pulse of what's happening on the podcast. (laughs) Okay, see you next week. Bye.